Hello and welcome to the How To Hobby Podcast. This is episode 57. My name is John Power. I'm your host, joined by my fearless co-host, Sean Bennett. And tonight we are starting off a new series, which is always fun to do. It's going to be our building block series where we're walking you through things that they mean a lot and they matter in life. So we're going to be building you up from start to finish. It's what we do here on the How To Hobby Podcast, bringing you value, value every step of the way. And tonight is no different. We're going to be walking you through the, the proper building blocks to a, an amazing work-life balance. And Sean and I will be talking through some of the things we've done to preserve our work-life balance. It is a balance, and it's something that's very important as you... Uh, depending on what stage of life you're in, maybe your early career, maybe your late career, it's very important to understand how to get your arms around this thing and think about it, be mindful about it. And so tonight we want to we want to walk you through some of the things we've done well, some of the things we've done not so well, and give you our keys to success that we've developed up to this time. And again, we uh, we just wanted to thank you for tuning in tonight, and Sean. Welcome to the show. Thanks for being here. As always, looking good. Thank, thank you. I'm feeling good, looking good, feeling good. Just got my hair cut today. It always makes me feel like really good. Like um, a million bucks. Like a million bucks. And I just have the tiny hairs all over me. They're kind of itchy. But I feel like I look good, so I feel good. Um, yeah, I'm I'm doing good this week. I just got back from a trip to see family up in Central California. Uh, had an amazing trip out there. You know, stayed in a nice Airbnb and got to hang out with kids. I spent the whole weekend babysitting, essentially. Um, ah. We had 30, like 31 adults and I think nine or 10 kids ranging from 11 months to nine years. So it was it was an interesting weekend of holding babies. Kate got one. One of the babies threw up on her. So, it was, oh, it was. Yeah, it was. It wow. Was it, was, it was a well-rounded trip. Wait, 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 wait. Is this like a spit up or an actual throw up? Spit up. Sorry. This is oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Just spit up. But it got all over her jacket and her pants. And it was right as we were leaving, she was handing the baby back. And oh. it just all over her. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's not good. Yep. No, you, you don't need that. <laughs> no, it was Gosh. it was bad. So luckily it didn't smell or anything. It was just a hilarious timing of as she's getting rid of the kid, it just spits up on her. See, that's the good thing about kids, man. It's like, honestly, nothing is really that bad. If yeah. we're being real, like parents, you'll agree with me. Young adults that don't have kids yet, you probably don't know. But kids are just, they are so cleanly. I mean, it's like nothing really, they come out of that, the womb, and they are just, it's about as perfect as you can be outside of heaven. I mean, this is, this is unreal. And... It, it just blew me away. And that baby smell, mm, if I can just bottle that, <laughs> I I need. And now my kids, they're getting older. My daughter is four now, and I don't even know what to do, Sean. It's, this is, yeah, crazy. Are you, it's just, just are, you, are you guys going to have another, or have you decided to stick with the two? Um, I don't know right okay. now. Okay. Um, Good question. I'm gonna I'm gonna ask my. We'll have my wife on later <laughs> this year. We'll ask her this poignantly on the episode. I don't know. I'm open to it, but we'll I, we'll see I what like, what happens. 
that's a good that's a good way to see it. think about it good way to think about it you know kind of just let it is what it is I think that's a good that's way right. of going about life. Yeah, yeah. Well, you've I'm also not... got two great kids, so you guys are clearly doing something right. We're we're very blessed. There's no doubt about it. Two is great. I mean, two is a good number, uh, mm. and we got the boy girl starter pack. So I feel, <laughs> I feel really blessed in that that side of things. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, you never know. I mean, I I'm a big from a big family, so I'm not opposed to having more fun because mm. that's really what it, at the end of the it's it's tough now. But then at the end of the day, it's going to, it's more fun. So yeah. like later on in life, I mean, it's it, when you, when you have, uh, the big, the big, you don't even need people over. You just say, all right, come on, kids. We're all <laughs> getting together. <laughs> we'll do all doing a family hullabaloo. That was the crazy part because her Kate's cousin side of the family is so big that it was like, when you do an Easter party, it was like 40 people all packed into this house, which was it was chaos in the moment, but looking back, it was kind of fun, uh, especially getting to hold babies for the whole weekend. And, you know, I mean, getting to just, just visit family and see a new town, stay in a new place. You know, we went to a Cracker Barrel. Did you know that oh. cracker, cracker Barrels in California? Because I didn't yes. know this. I had no idea. Oh, yeah. yeah. I always thought they were a Midwest thing. That's the only place I'd ever gone to is Arkansas or Oklahoma or Kansas. So when... We were looking for breakfast places yesterday before driving back, and I hopped, just passed upon a Cracker Barrel. I was like, oh, oh, we're going. Wait, what? I'm surprised you didn't know, but yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. my goodness. And didn't I have know. not been in a long time, but Allie has yet to go, and that is on my list to get her in into a Cracker Barrel. What did you end up getting? Uh, I went with the uh, Mama's Special, which was three pancakes, which were some of the best pancakes I've ever had. They tasted like funnel cakes. They didn't taste like standard pancakes. It was kind of wild. Huh. Um, and then the just some sausage. Grit. I got a side of grits. I love grits. And you got to go sausage. Some eggs. Um, Kate did the – it was basically eggs, sausage, and biscuits was hers. And, I mean, all the food was delicious. And – for to-go breakfast spots, Cracker Barrel is one of the few that doesn't mess my stomach up. I'm always so scared, especially on a road trip, to get eat out. Like, Denny's messes my stomach up. But Cracker Barrel, I had nothing. Made it the whole way home. Never had any problems. It was great. <laughs> Denny's Denny's is no joke. There, no. There's a you, – you better be ready when you go when you end up going to uh, to Denny's. It's, it's an experience these days. It is. But – Anyway, well, I'm glad uh, glad you were able to stop it. I mean, that is like the OG man, Cracker Barrel, I, crazy. They have one in uh, Yuma. Okay, okay. Yeah, so we pass it every time. And like, we need to stop, but I just I just don't like stopping on the way to San Diego. It's just too qu- I, yeah. it's too quick. You just yeah, gotta, you just want to get there. Just got to make it happen. So, well, this is great. I'm glad you made it back safe. Uh, I mean, sounds like you're doing big things and keep up the fun excitement i'm i'm excited my my wife and daughter are out of town this weekend so it's me and me and the young son having some father son time and it's gonna be fun hopefully we can get some camping in and figure out if if it's possible to camp in the desert in this in the early summer days we'll find out stay tuned listeners and happy easter to everyone out there this is coming out the week after easter so hopefully it was a good time um so tonight we have we have what we have which is our building block series it's a new 
a new layout we're going to be working through similar to our our tools but it's a, a new direction and before we get into that we're going to dive into everybody's favorite topics on the on the evening sean's especially which is how you can get in touch with us if you want to let us know how we did today on the podcast so first and foremost wherever you're digesting this content if you wouldn't mind ringing that bell subscribing following giving us a five-star review we'd really appreciate it keeps the lights on in the hq here at the platform how to hobby uh we do have a gmail account that you can reach out to us directly with any feedback regarding what you're hearing how to hobby podcast at gmail.com is is the emailed address there right to sean's neuro link which is great. He's he's on the beta program for it. And we do have a website as well, and that's howtohobbypodcast.com. And all your favorite social media, Instagram, Twitter, that's at howtohobbypodcast. Make sure to follow us, stay up to date. We've got plenty of plans for the website, from blog posts to actual gear lists and trip lists. And that's going to be something we're going to continue to dive into and build out our platform there so without further ado sean we're going to dive into tonight's main event which is the building blocks for a proper work-life balance sean you've been thinking about this a lot you you were kind of talking about it prior to the show um there's a reason for that sounds like you're ready to get back into the uh you've taken a little bit of time off yep refresh and you're ready. You're ready to get yep. back into the workflow. I'm calling this my soul searching phase. Uh, yeah, I'm. I just had an interview today. I'm. I'm hoping to hear from them by the end of the week. Um, but yeah, this this has been a big thing on the the front of my mind because, especially coming from such a toxic work and life balance at my last job, then taking time off and having life life balance and not having work, and then now looking at going back to work this is something that is really really important to me and is is just glaringly obvious i need to do a better job going into this next role compared to what i did with my last one and you know i'm curious to hear some of your uh successes and, and failures and lessons learned that you have with work life balance and i'm i'm excited to talk about mine i mean this is something that is incredibly important because unless you know, any of our listeners out there are less than, I'll say, 16, um, you probably have some sort of work that you're doing, part-time, full-time, whatever it is, you know, it's it's life. It, it just is what it is. We have to work. And, uh, we like to work. We like to work. We do so, like to work, listeners. I, we do. I, it's part of our, our call. Yep, it is, especially if you find something. The right that, work. The, correct, the right <laughs> work. The right work is what I was trying to say. But uh, yeah, I mean, work work is inherent. It's going to happen no matter what. And so you have to find ways to fit life in. And and sometimes life, work-life balance can feel like a buzzword. People are just using it like, oh, just get some work-life balance. Like it's really that easy. Um, So we're going to really break down some of our key tips here and really help everyone focus on shifting life to be more of a forefront than just work. That's right. And I think... As much as this sounds simple, this is probably one of the more complex things we have to determine as adults. I mean, you just don't have the same, because we're always changing, we're always growing, you don't have the same 
uh, mindset as you do when you're 16. You yep. are going to change younger listeners out there. And I think our target demographic at this point is somewhere between early professional and, and later professional in life. So you probably have already been through a lot of these stages. Uh, but you you can say with us that you're not the same person you were when you first started working. And that is because you've probably taken on more responsibility, more um, financial burdens in various forms, uh, whether it be a heavy car payment, uh, home loan, school loans. I mean, there, there's just so many things that we can incur as we move into our professional lives versus when I first had my skating rink job as a 15-year-old. Yep. And I'm putzing around making six fifty an hour. Uh, so, and I probably started lower than that, to be honest with you. <laughs> so tonight we're going to walk through first and foremost, our keys to success that we've determined after getting to be where we are. Sean has a great perspective because he has said no. He actually recognized that he was in a toxic work environment and prioritized his own personal life. And now he's seeing great benefits. Uh, last week he shared he's down on the scale, which is a huge, huge, I mean, just, wow. I'm, I'm blown away by your progress. I, I see it on Strava. So I, I do want to keep building you up in that. And I think it's really impressive that you've done all the things you've done coming out of that toxic environment. And what we've shared throughout the, you know, the show, I think we've shared, you've been very intimate and open about some of the things that have happened and, and where you've gone with this. So it's been really cool. So our keys to success tonight, we have four of them. Uh, my major key to success has been making and maintaining life goals. So outside of work, I am not just work for me is digested, uh, most easily when I know that I have things that I'm looking forward to outside of work. Now, I do look forward to work. Don't get me wrong, listeners. But I think that when I start to open my mind and think about the contentment that I have just living out in 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 the world and being able to exist in the world, I then am able to better suit and 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 work. Be prepared for work. Because work is not the end-all be-all for me. And that's just, it's just the bottom line. I, I don't prioritize uh, it as my number one. It's very high on the list because you it needs to be out of necessity. I need to provide for my family. But the key there is I, I have a family and, and there's other priorities in my life. My second key that I've developed has been very important for myself. And I continue to try every year to dial it in better. And that is my proper, uh, by implementing proper nutrition, nutritional habits. And, and when I say nutrition in this context, I'm actually talking about two things. I'm talking about the body, what I'm ingesting in my body, but I'm also talking about my spirit. So how am I readying myself every single day to get into the intensity of work? Because there is a total spool up. You can't just start the engine up without giving yourself a nice, you know, if you're if you're going to be peaking at the RPMs at 9,000, you got to start, you got to start at zero somehow. 
So I try and spool myself up in a way that I've developed over time, and I'll get into this more later, that leaves me with enough energy to get through not just my workday, but also my day as a father and a husband and, and, and leaving a little bit of extra time for myself. So going to lunch and having the, the, the cheeseburger every day is not going to get, get me the results that I need to, uh, to finish out my day as a working professional and husband. So that's kind of, I hope, does that kind of make sense to you, Sean, that it, this is, it's not just about the food we ingest, it is, but it's also about how I'm prepping my mind and body and spirit to, to undertake the journey of each day because you get hit with a lot, at, especially in our line of work, listeners. I mean, mm-hmm. maybe some of, some of you don't have, you're going, what in the world is this guy talking about? It sounds like he's, he's like going into battle. And to be completely honest with you, that is be. how it feels <laughs> a lot of the time. I am going into battle when I go to work. I'm about to get hit with a lot. <laughs> Yeah, it, it makes complete sense, and I agree. And I, this is something that I see looking back on my last role where it was a toxic place, toxic role, toxic everything, is that I we got lunch brought to the office, catered to the office every day, and it was generally very, very unhealthy-style meals, burgers, tacos, a lot of grease, a lot of salt, you know, just crazy, crazy unhealthy. And then they had, I had access to a full kitchen with chips and m&ms and hershey's bars and coffee and hot chocolate and i found that looking back just the the negative aspects that all of that food had on my stress levels that i was then carrying through the entire day and then bringing home as well and then feeling bad about the fact that i had a hershey's bar when i didn't need it and then that would take my time away from being with my family at night and it was just it was bad um Spirit, spirit, I think also comes with there's a there's a line where if you're lucky enough to be in a line of work that is fulfilling to your spirit, I think that's great. I think the vast majority of people, <laughs> that's not the case. That's, um, that's it's it. not the case. Right. So it can sometimes even be degrading on the spirit sometimes. Depending oh, on the yeah. Day. <laughs> so yeah. Ha- taking the time outside of work to re up that super, super critical. And that plays into my favorite thing that I have to do all the time is when you're trying to do work-life balance, you have to use intentionality to the nth degree because it is so easy. Taken from someone who learned the hard way, it is so easy to just fall into the rut of just letting things happen and not taking, making intentional and taking the, the self-discipline to actually get yourself out of that rut. You have to be intentional with your work-life balance and specifically the life portion because work will be intentional for you. But once you leave work, having that setting those boundaries and having the life outside is incredibly important. And that really plays into my last key here. It's not impossible to do it alone, but it's incredibly important in your life outside of work, specifically outside of work, you really need to work on committing to your relationships and your friendships because it's super, super critical. You can have friends at work. Don't get me wrong. You can have friends at work, but it is incredibly important. Hopefully you do because that's, (laughs) that's another key to, you know, getting you through the day. There's no doubt about it. 
Oh, 100%. But it's also key to have relationships and friendships that are not tied to your work. They're not tied to the same maybe drama that you had to deal with or the yeah. same boss or whatever. You need to have someone that's set aside. And so you have to commit to your friendships. And you, and I say relationships because it could be friends, it could be family, it could be significant other. But whatever it is, you have to commit and say, look, I am going to do, do the work. I'm putting the work in to not only sustain this friendship, but make it better. You, you, if, you, if you don't commit to that, it's going to be very hard to have that successful, fulfilling life balance of the work life. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. I mean, this is this is one of the things that keeps me grounded mm-hmm. is having other commitments. And that's the, the commit is the word there, really. I mean, other commitments outside of work that keep you from going too far down the rabbit hole. I think it does two things, Sean. I think yep. it, one, it makes you more intentional at work. So it really hones you in on the first, your first key there, which is, intentionality here means that we're being intentional at work and then we're being intentional outside of work Mm -hmm. instead of just being unintentional at everything which is not good (laughs) no not a good way to live life because yep yeah you're doing what 10 12 hour days but you're sitting there eating hershey's bars all day and not feeling feeling great yep again i'm just i'm using this as a, a a very stark you're not doing that listeners people that listen to the show sean they are they they know what they're doing at work good but good if you don't work on it (laughs) if you don't work on it because yeah intentionality is the key there in work and outside so let's dive into our current favorite tools that we're using to build the in this area again these are the tools we're using to really build the foundation hammer at home and I, if you, you can't see me, listeners, but I am taking out the tools and I'm building the way here. These blocks are getting bigger. Um, so for, for me, the first thing that has really helped me maintain a good balance and my current favorite tool is going into the office. Uh, yep. in, in this post-COVID world where there's a great temptation to work at home, it, for me, has been an absolute... Uh, a great benefit to go into the office. Now I can I could talk at length, and if you ever want to just chat, hey, email me, and we can talk about why I think this is great. But there are so many benefits to going into the office. One, I'm intentionally making a journey, so I'm already doing something that that keeps that separates work from life. Which again, I think the separation here is what I'm going for. I, I don't want, yep. I don't want my. There's an old saying, you don't poop where you eat, and you can put in other words there for the for the poop part. Um, <laughs> I think when you bring your work home, especially if you work in a very stress filled job with a lot of deadlines and things that are going to stress you out. Uh, which I mean, again, if you're, if you care, if you're being intentional, you're going to feel a little bit of stress. It's it's not bad to feel a little bit of stress. It's important that you recognize that. And then you understand, okay, so what is that? What is that action I need to then complete to get myself de-stressed? What do I need to work intentionally to do to bring down the stress level? 
little building by taking little snips out of the out of the block building building up the the kingdom you know one block at a time up to the to the parapet of having your task complete um and in engineering you know it takes these tasks that we get assigned can take a very long time because you're talking about specifications and documentation to back up every decision you're making and it it is a long process so you can't just look at it and say oh it's gonna be done tomorrow uh some tasks work that way some don't and so yeah going into the office for me has been a huge part um and i think it separates the negativity that i could feel from my house and for me that's that's my current favorite tool because i don't want to feel i don't want to bring sean expressed that earlier he felt like he was it was impacting others and i try very hard to not let my work impact my significant others and my time which i try and keep as sacred which is my morning and my evening mm-hmm. you get you get a morning and you get an evening before you get to go into work keep them sacred yep i wholeheartedly agree i i liked that we had the flexibility to work from home i know you know you and i were working together and we were able to work from home when covid first hit but I saw the negative impacts that it had on every single day working from home and not setting those boundaries for yourself and how easy it was to work longer than you should <laughs> or on, you know, allowing the stress to carry over, especially like you're working together at home with your significant other and you're like, oh, I just had a stressful meeting and now I'm just going to kind of take it out on my partner, which is just such a negative spiral to, to get yourself in. And I wholeheartedly agree. I think hybrid work is cool if you have access a couple days a week, sick. But going into the office is just so crucial. And if you're not going to go into the office, do something like set up a workspace away from everything else. If you have the ability, I my workspace is in my room, so I don't have a choice there. But I would go for walks in the morning to mimic my commute time. You know, usually I had about a 15 to 20 minute commute time at the company we were at. I would do, if I could, about a 10 to 15 minute walk in the morning and get my mind into work mode, be in work all day, go for another walk after work, get my mind out of work mode, shift into, into home mode. And that's super critical uh, to have that, that balance because I saw what happens when I was bringing all of that stress home. And, you know, Kate looked at me and said, look, you're you're being a space cadet. You're not here. I'm having a conversation with you and you're not here. You're thinking about work. I'm going to go home. I, I don't really want to be around you while you're like this. And that was a rude awakening when I got that conversation of like, oh, you're you're doing a bad job at taking your work home. And I needed to, to implement. It was right around the time I actually ended up quitting because of the impact it was having. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Go go into the office if you can. That's great. Great point, Sean. I think you're hitting on something very important there, which I also as a as a just an additional add-on is try and do some physical activity before going because I think driving and getting in the car and getting stressed in the car and commuting and then going right into stress environment at the workplace. Uh, you know, listeners, you know, I talk at length about being a commuter. I'm an active commuter and the benefits are, I have a scroll that I hang up and it's, it's at this point a mile long. Um, so again, I can talk at length about it. I'm not going to, but separating yourself from the stressed 
environments, doing some physical activity to get your mind right, your mind and spirit right before going into the battle zone. Uh, it's it's super important. So yep. yeah, that's my first first uh, favorite tool right now. And uh, actually, I have another one, Sean, which Go was for, for the tail end. I had mentioned, uh, you know, morning and evening. I have two two times to have outside of work. And my morning quiet time it, for me is very important. Uh, and that's a time where I definitely I get up and I've already now I'm in, in the I kind of have it built into my routine where I make my lunch the night before. And so the only thing I have to do in the morning is get up, have some water, sit down, read, and I I read uh, I read my Bible and then and then have some meditation and and prayer time and that is kind of like my pre I get my my headspace right and I really try and think about the things whether you're a believer or not listeners I think you can mimic this this routine because just taking the time to think about what you have and how blessed you are to be alive and to be content about having a home, having food, and knowing that you're about to go into a day, that can set a, make a huge difference. And I yep. have seen huge benefit from, from that. And uh, so, yeah, I'm very, I try and do that every morning before work. Some, day, some days it doesn't work because that's life. But um, to the best of my ability, I work that in unless I oversleep. But feel it. <laughs> so that's, those are my two, two tools. Yeah, mine is actually in the opposite end of the day. When I look at my current favorite, oh, is I, I like to focus on the night. So I, I don't generally do a, like a morning quiet time like you do. I focus on having a solid nightly routine. And this is for a few different reasons. Most important, guarantees I get a good night's sleep. That's priority number one for me in life in general is good night's sleep. Um, but the key for me for work-life balance of having a solid nightly routine is it's a way to bookend my day. No matter how stressful of a day or non-stressful or whether I have a meeting tomorrow or you know I, my project is late or whatever it is, it's so easy to let that stress carry through into your evening and then right before you go to bed and you'll find yourself panicking think trying to lay there trying to go to sleep i gotta get eight hours of sleep oh god i have a meeting at 10 o'clock i don't know if i'm ready for this i'm super nervous it happens to me all the time when i'm working and so i implement a solid nightly routine and i i'm gonna tell you what mine is i think everyone just just stick to something i like to read a book because it forces me to get out of my own head and into something, whether it's a fictional yeah. book, a non-fictional book, whatever it is, it forces me to break the line of the workday and go, I'm going to focus on something else for, I usually do about 30 minutes. And then it's usually right before, like I take my medicine and go to bed. Um, so that's my routine. You guys can do whatever. I know you like to you know, <laughs> you can jump do rope. Whatever. You can do. I mean, honestly, that you can do whatever. I know, like I know, like John, you you like to do jump rope. Um, I do. You know, get get some some fresh air. I know some people do walks. Some people will watch TV. They'll listen to music. Whatever it is, just pick something and stick to it. And that's again the intentionality here. You have to maintain a schedule. And if you start getting loosey goosey, letting that fly over the place, yeah, you'll start losing that 
discipline that you have for your day. So my first solid first recommendation, solid nightly routine. Mine is about 45 minutes. I brush my teeth. I read a book for about a half hour and then I go to sleep. That's my routine. Book ends my, my day, lets me start the next day feeling good, feeling great. I got some reading time in, which I think is super critical to just life. I think everyone yeah. should be reading. Oh, yeah. Um, and so so that that's mine. Um, I, I, I can't agree more. I think having the ability to read and, again, refresh, I think there's a refreshing aspect to when you try and inundate yourself with something other than just letting your mind wander. I think when you let, when anxiety takes hold and stress takes hold, all you think about is the thing producing the anxiety. Yep. But when one of the ways that, yeah, I think does refresh us is by forcing your brain to think about something else by ingesting other content, whether it, yep. uh, I think reading is top tier, but yeah, you can get a similar factor out of, um, out of watching a show. So, and maybe do both. I mean, me and my wife yeah. typically will do a, a mix. So yeah, I like it, Sean. I think but whether you choose the morning or the evening or both, I mean, this is, it's important to refresh yourself and get ready no matter what and not find yourself in a slump. I think what we're trying to go for here, listeners is don't find yourself in a slump yep. and Sean, I think, you know, at this point we should share some of the ways that we've probably failed through our career. If we're willing to, um, you know, starting out, we've been both been in the industry now for five years. Uh, you know, what are some of the ways that we've found ourselves not, not doing so great with the work-life balance and maybe uh, an additional way to not make that happen or relate it back to our current favorite tools. Yeah. I mean, I could talk for days on my last position, but I won't, I won't continue dogging on them. I'm actually going to go back to our Agilis days. And this was big when we were on the modeling job that we were doing right before we both left. And I was the team lead. I was the face of Agilis to the customer. And we had weekly Tuesday meetings with the client and it would almost always ruin my Monday nights because I would always stress about it. And I would end up taking that stress out on Kate or whoever I happen to be around and just constantly talking about, oh, I have this to do tomorrow. Oh, this guy is dropping the ball. Oh, the spreadsheets. <laughs> Sean <not> is just <laughs> not getting Josh his work done. <laughs> I would end up doing the classic mistake of talking about work too much at home and not creating that that separation. And this goes to kind of what we've talked about. Going to the office would have helped because I would have that separation, but we were working from home at this time. But I also wasn't recognizing what it was doing to the people around me. And that the, one, they were getting tired of listening to me complain all the time. And two, it was putting unnecessary stress on them because now I'm sharing my stress load. And I think that's why I was doing is I wanted someone to share that load so I didn't have to carry it all by myself but it was unhealthy and it just made Monday nights suck. Tuesdays were awful. Uh, and so I ended up recognizing and, and moving into whatever job across my fingers, I ended up getting moving forward. Um, I'm going to do a better job at separating work. And I, I don't want to not talk about it. I don't want to like make it a clean break. I still want to be able to talk about the goods and the bads, 
but they don't want to make it everything I'm focusing on. Every time there's a Lola in the TV or it goes commercial or whatever, oh, I got to do this thing tomorrow. Um, just being conscious. And this is something I also saw growing up with my dad. For the longest time, I never thought he almost never had anything positive to say about work. No matter what company he was at, his first thing he would do is he would come home and complain about his day. And so it was always like, oh, he's home because it was so mm. much negativity tied with it. And it would be the mm. first thing he'd say. And he'd only talk about all the negatives. And then you go back and you're like, OK, why are you still there? And he's like, oh, yeah, I love it there. And it was a very confused, mixed signal thing going on because to the friends and family, you're like, all you do is complain. And then they're like, yeah, I love working there. Um, so creating more of that that break is is what I'm going to be doing moving forward. Ah, I love that, Sean. I, I think it's you know great great to recognize these things where where we haven't been uh, been outstanding. And I think so. This actually brings me to my my current tool belt objective. I want to be okay to say no, and I, I want to continue to work on this because I feel like where I'm at, it's it's very important, and I've, I've done well in certain situations, and I've done poor in certain situations, and, and most of the time, it comes down to if you're a high-performing worker, which we want you to be high performers here on the, on the how-to hobby listener base, yep. that the idea behind interacting with our hobbies well and talking about these things is so that we are higher performers and we're marked as such. You are marked as uh, a higher performer among your peers. And with that though comes a want to put more, um, more and more responsibility on you. And you will be worked until you either say no or you break. And that's just the reality. I mean, I just, I'm not pulling any punches tonight, listeners. The the reality is your work is not going to care as much as they say that the goal is for you to not burn out. They're not worried about if you're performing, then they don't, great, keep putting, keep putting work on them. Now, again, maybe you work in a, in a great place where if, if, if you burned out and you just said, I, I can't, I got, you know, and it's like, but it, in my mind, Sean, if you're already at that point, like at the burnout point, mm-hmm. it's not good. Like, no. like it's not on your company to really look after your well-being necessarily. And that's the other thing that I'm not going to pull any punches on. This is not your mommy and daddy. They don't yep. care about your well-being. It, it, it is a straight transaction. It's, it's, we talked about it last week at length negotiation tools this is a negotiation ongoing what are you going to give and what are they going to give you the minute any of those encroaches outside the bounds of a healthy relationship you got to start asking questions and being okay to say no which is my current tool belt and i'm working on it because being somebody who feels like from time to time there has been more opportunity that's come my way it is good but it's also very important as such to think and not just speak right away. Yep. And I have been guilty of just kind of getting one, I think getting too over excited about all the different opportunities you could pursue. And a really great engineer said, as you get more in your into your career, like when you start off, you're kind of like a shotgun blast and there's a lot of spread. The spread is very wide. 
and you want to cover a lot. But as you kind of grow and get into your niche, you want to tailor that more to like a buckshot spread and, mm-hmm. and be more precise. And additionally, and, and finally, you know, make it to more like a high caliber round that's that's going right for the jugular. You want to you want to be well honed in and and not miss as we move into our future. So that's where I'm currently at. And I think I definitely, when I look back at, yeah, those days at Jillison, um, I, I've been too, I, 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 like, bouncing around. And, um, and I think, you know, I could be a little bit more poignant and say no and, and really communicate more intentionally. So that's where I think I can grow. And I'm looking to do that, continue doing that this year. So, yeah. I think that's a great, great goal to have. And something that I won't say all engineers, but I have seen a vast majority of engineers that I've worked with also struggle with the inability to say no, because we feel like if we say no to something, we're missing out on a chance to learn new something or be involved or learn a new skill or do something cool or fun. Um, You know, I even talked about that in my interview today and they asked me, you know, because I said I'm going through my soul searching phase right now. And the guy goes, well, I want to hear more about this. And I talked about, you know, I was in such severe burnout because I was saying no, I was saying yes to everything. Every job that they asked if I was willing to do, I'd say yes to, even though I was sitting there going, what the hell am I doing? I can't handle my current workload, but if I say no, it's going to look bad or I'm going to miss out on a new skill that I could gain. And I said yes to everything and it burned out. I I burned out, it burned me out. And so I also agree being okay to, to say no is something that's incredibly important. Um, my current tool build objective actually plays well into my last favorite tool. Um, my I grew up in a family that our coping mechanism for a stressful day was watching TV. It was mm. what my parents do and did and still do. Um, I grew up being addicted to the television. I mean, it was specifically crime dramas because that's what we watched, but everything from CSI, oh. NCIS to Law and Order, uh, Hawaii Five O. I mean, every crime drama that's almost exists, every single one of the Chicago series. Um, I grew up watching TV. That was our nightly routine. We would eat dinner and then we'd go sit in the living room and we'd watch TV. Um, and I have carried that habit through to my adulthood. And I find it too easy to get wrapped up in a Hulu or a Netflix or a Prime Video or a Discovery Plus whole where suddenly it's four hours later and all I've done is watch a movie and you're like oh my god I could have done so much so many more productive things and it's good sometimes to relax but not when it's every day and I have struggled been struggling with this for years even since college I struggled with my need my want to just sit and watch tv and it has been easier lately and this goes into something that I've implemented and I'm considering my current favorite is uh with so much rain that we've been having in san diego which is very abnormal for southern california and it even goes farther back when you're looking before the rain when you have this pre uh time zone change or the the oh what's it called where we jump an hour spring forward Uh, yeah spring forward when we do the daylight savings um oh yeah yeah the days end so early before it kicks in and it gets dark so quick that it's very easy to say oh it's raining, it's cold, it's dark. I want to go hiking. 
I might as well just not do that and I'll stay inside and watch TV. And it's too easy to convince yourself of, especially when it comes to you've been at work all day and you just want to relax. Oh, well, the one thing I want to do, my hobby, my big hobby right now is riding my bike, but it's horrible weather outside. Oh, well, I guess I don't get to do my hobby today. I'm just going to go do something else. Um, that's not as helpful. I find that you need to have, and this is my opinion, everyone should have a minimum of two hobbies. One that is specifically geared towards the outside and one that is specifically geared towards the inside. Because this gives you fantastic flexibility of if it's a beautiful sunny day like it was today in San Diego, I want to get outside. I want to hike. I want to ride a bike. I want to do whatever it is. If it's hot, like I know it was where you are, <laughs> hot, or if it's rainy or it's cold or it's getting dark, you know, I'm working till 530, sunsets at 515. It's dark by the time I get home. I still have to cook dinner, change the kids, whatever it is. It's eight o'clock. I don't, I don't want to go out You're... and ride a bike. You know, you I, I feel I feel the <laughs> the strain pulling at my yep, <laughs> at yep. my inner being as as you speak these things. <laughs> Having an inside hobby still something that gets you away, whether it's gaming, reading, uh, 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 gaming, gaming. I mean, let's go. Is easy let's or, just or get just game. Taking online classes, like whatever your thing. LinkedIn is. learning. LinkedIn learning. Have the two. <laughs> separate hobbies specifically geared for the two different scenarios and that will make it way harder for you to make up an excuse because if you say oh i can't ride my bike because it's raining out that's easy to say oh i can't ride my bike because it's raining out oh but i still have this all right i'm going to do that because i know that will fulfill me having an inside and an outside hobby at a base minimum i mean john and i are addicted to hobbies so we're <laughs> we're on the crazy end of the spectrum but like we're maniacs but at a minimum, two different hobbies um, and even could be like a morning versus an evening hobby, right? Like, let's say you get off work, your evening hobby, and then on the weekends, you can get up early, get out, go for a morning mountain run, whatever it is, something you couldn't have done during the week because you were working. Having that juxtaposition of the two will make everything feel way more uh, balanced, I think. Balanced. And you know what, listeners, when you start to build in this framework for hop that you start to build up the quiver and establish the building blocks that we're talking about here for for hobbies because all of this is just building up to the 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 forefront of a, a great life i mean really you're you're just building your framework and what i find in my own personal life i'll just share is now that i've been doing these things for so long i just get a kick like if one for i'll just tell you sean if I drive to work, it feels weird. Yeah. Feels weird. Like I legitimately do not want to drive to work. Do, like do not like my body is like, wait, what what? Like I need to be on I need to be on the bike. Even mm -hmm. if it's raining. My game to myself is literally like if if it's rain in the forecast, I will be checking the minute by minute. And <laughs> and so see if I can sneak it in. And it is like my sick, maniacal uh, game to myself to even when it's raining, get to work on the bike and get home. Wow. That is like the level at which I'm I'm looking at this and just being like, what do you mean? What, why does it matter? It's a, so I get a little wet, like bring clothes. I have a waterproof bag. So, yeah, I mean, really, there's 
At the end of the day, listeners, that's going to take a while. I've been building the blocks for a long time, five Mm -hmm. years of commuting to get to that level. But that does not mean that you can't do the same in what Sean's suggesting here, having a morning or an evening hobby or maybe in a hobby you do to get to work or, and I guarantee you that you'll see a, you'll see impact. You'll see changes in the way that you're thinking about said activity and you'll grow because we, it's a compounding effect and that's yep. all there is to it. So start small and be patient and the, you will build up to something great. And that's all I have to say, Sean. <laughs> I fantastic way to wrap all of that in a bow. I 100% agree. Um, I'm going to go ahead and jump into my all-time favorite tool, if that's okay with you. Hit it. Okay, let's hit Hit it. Uh, I'm going to get kind of... As long as it's gaming. I'm sorry, it's not. (laughs) I'm going to get kind of philosophical here for a second. Um, uh, As all the listeners can probably tell you, this is kind of something I do almost on the reg. Um, I... We talked about in the keys to success, how important it is to commit to your relationships with your friends and your family outside of work. Very important for the work-life balance. Specifically for work-life balance, but also just life in general. I think that as important, if not more important, is to commit to the relationship with yourself. I I, I know. I think that uh, something that a lot of people don't do, and I see this with some of my family is they're so uncomfortable with themselves that they struggle Mm. to do alone time. Um, Mm. You can call it quiet time, whatever it might be. Um, I have always been someone who is a fan of doing things by myself. It's just who I was growing up. I I just really like experiencing things by myself. I mean, obviously, I love being with friends and family, but I also do love doing things by myself. I sometimes will do solo date nights where I'll just take myself out to a nice dinner. I'll bring a book. I'll bring some headphones, whatever it is. I love doing it. I love going to a restaurant wow. saying table for one. It just feels so good. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> you, get the, you sometimes get the cool tables or it's easier to sit at a bar or whatever. I love going out for solo date nights. I think that when it comes to having a successful work-life balance, you have to set time aside for yourself. And I cannot imagine what it's like being a parent as well and trying to fit this in. So I, it's got to be hard. But coming from someone who it's, doesn't have it's kids. It's just impossible. Just don't even try it, listeners. Don't even try it. <laughs> <laughs> it's having, having that time for yourself, whether it is your nightly routine it is your a a walk a listen a podcast whatever it is and this is also possible to do if you have a significant other like for me kate doesn't like to read she likes to watch tv at night i don't really want to watch tv i want to decompress so she can watch tv and i can either go in the room or we can sit there she can put in headphones and i can read a book you just you have to focus on building and maintaining a relationship with you and yourself so that you are happy because it doesn't Mm. matter what's happening at work. It doesn't matter what's happening in your personal life. It doesn't matter what's happening in friends or family. If you aren't happy with yourself, you're not going to be able to balance the rest of it successfully. So take the time, focus on yourself, whether that is going to a therapist, whether it is doing your own private thing. I do solo date nights, whatever it is. I love I and I have I have no name for it. Solo date night, alone creative time, I, I whatever do it this. is. I need to <laughs> Dude, I, it is so much fun. No, no, I, I, I am right there with you because 
honestly, when when the moment, at, coming from the, the dad perspective, when I get away by myself and I know that I can just do something, specifically, I think, spend your own money on mm-hmm. yourself. Like, it sounds silly, but the thing is, like, as a dad, I don't, like, all of my money goes to my family. Like, yep. real, I mean, realistically, it's like the, the money I'm bringing in is just going right to all the things that you pay for as an adult and the family so that they can keep doing whatever they do while I'm at work. But like, I don't get to really enjoy. Yeah. I save up. I have a want list. You know, I mean, we've talked about our financial building blocks. I'm sure we'll talk more in the future, Yep. but I think there's something here, Sean. I mean, there's, there's like a joy that I know I've experienced of just being like, Oh, you know what? Like I actually, I'll, I'll, I'll bring up an exact, uh, time frame. When Allie was um, in in a wedding, and most people, I'm with you. Like most people are not comfortable going and being alone, especially at a wedding, because she was in the wedding party. That was the key. Mm-hmm. So she was in the wedding party, and I was alone because I didn't know anybody. Like I, yep. I knew some of her friends, but I, they were I, all in the wedding party. I, I've been in the exact same situation. Kate was in a wedding party, and I would, knew nobody there. And uh, it was. It was unreal. Like I, it was up in Santa Rosa, and so I dropped her out in the off in the morning because she had to get ready for the wedding, and I just took like the day by myself. Mm-hmm. And it was just I haven't had many. Now I get like little tastes, right? Where it's like I just get on the bike and I'll ride for, and I'm very protective of that time on the weekend. Where and me and Allie both give it to each other, where we mm-hmm. take time. She can be by herself, and I can be by myself because we know how important it is. But man, that is still something I think of like, that was such sweet time. Like I was just, I went to, um, Russian river brewing, which I'm a big beer fan. So I, I got like the taster flight. I talked to people at the bar. Like I met mm-hmm. some guy, it was just like the perfect day as far as, and then I ended up going to the wedding and it just was awesome. I mean, I, I don't know. I like getting engaged by yourself in something that's like, I, I also drove straight from You'll like this, Sean. From Agilis, I drove up to Santa Rosa same night. I got off at 2 p.m. and drove straight. Good 13 Lord. hours. Dude, it was it was a trek. That was I I, I don't think I can do solo road trip, unless I don't have a choice about doing road trip. Granted, solo road trip, super fun. I did 12 hours out to Salt Lake City, super fulfilling. I've got the cooler in the front seat with drinks, whatever <laughs> I want to do, snacks, just my own music, my own podcast, man, whatever going. I, I I cannot express how important it is to be comfortable by yourself and to have your own alone time, whether it's on a road trip, uh, at a wedding, just on a freaking Tuesday. It is so important to take that time and just decompress and focus on yourself. And it doesn't have to be, I'm writing in a journal. It doesn't have to be, oh, I'm, you know, planning my whole life out. Just a few <laughs> minutes. I mean, just like 30 minutes a couple of times a week. Just just set aside for just yourself. Go for a walk. Put some headphones in. Listen to the birds. Whatever you got to do. Take that time to do it by yourself. And it is so fulfilling. And will help all it. of your relationships. Yeah. I think I there is no doubt about it that this is a very important aspect. And I'm glad you brought it up, Sean. As always, killing it. Listeners, I 
one, I just I hope you've enjoyed what we put out here tonight. I mean, this is something that really means a lot to us. These are building blocks that we have built over a number of years. Again, we're starting we're starting at five the five year mark. So this is our five year takeaways. If you're if you spent more time in the industry and you think we've missed something that the listeners would find value in, hey, send us a line on our Gmail and we would love to put that out either social media or in a future episode from so-and-so he thought this would be another great tip feel free to send us those things if you're new to the industry get on board we hope you found value and we hope you can implement some of these tools to get you to the next level to build your five-year plan 10-year plan and we'll see at the top this is what we do every single week we come out with a new episode every friday 6 a.m on the dot uh and if you are enjoying what you're hearing, please don't forget to follow us. Leave us some feedback. We really appreciate it. Sean, thanks for being here tonight. Thanks for all your input, as always. And listeners, we'll catch you next time. You know where to find us. At the How to Hobby Podcast. Thank you for listening to another episode of the How to Hobby Podcast. We hope you enjoyed what you've heard, and if you did, please don't hesitate to give us a five-star review and or follow us wherever you digest your podcast. We'll catch you next time, and wherever you are, we wish you the best. Thanks for listening.